What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, y'all? It's Johnny King with another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And I am so privileged and excited to have Marja Simon Meinefeld in the house all the way from Germany. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having, uh, thanks for taking time to join us. Thank you for inviting me, Johnny. I really appreciate being a queen on the Kings podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not a king yet, but I'm on my way at least. I, I hope that's the whole purpose. So definitely taking notes from, from you. So I, uh, we connected through Tony Robbins, um, yes. which is where I meet so many of the most amazing people in the world. And I'm just excited to get into all the good stuff that you're up to. But first and foremost, I think we've talked about this you know, the fact that you told me that you have a granddaughter blows my mind because I feel like you look like you're 25. <laughs> Thanks. Grandson, but yeah, I'm yes. Sorry, grandson, there you go. Yeah, yes, he's two years old. And you can just, you know, say more of that. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. But uh, I am, I guess, just excited to get into it because you are not only an author yourself, but you're an author coach. You're a best-selling author right? You're, you're a speaker, worldwide speaker, you're um, a writer coach, and you mm -hmm. help people kind of uh, elicit their stories, correct? Yes. Yeah. Tell, and, tell those that are listening and watching a little bit more about like what you do and then also why you love doing it. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, most of my clients, oh my God, I absolutely love all of my clients. Most of them don't write a word. <laughs> And this is what I do. I help um, people to get out of their own way and share their story. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all have such amazing experiences, wisdom, uh, advice, um, aha, learning, lessons learned throughout life. And unfortunately, most of those go to the grave. Mm -hmm. And I'm on a personal mission to rob the grave of all of that wisdom and put it into the hands and hearts of the people that whose lives it can actually affect and change. And so that is why I do what I do. And they say over 80% of people, they want to write a book. They have this desire in them, this uh, something sometimes, I mean, almost everyone I speak to, they said, I asked them, how long has it been that you wanted to write a book? And five years, 10 years, 20 years since I was a child. And why haven't you done it? And I hear all of these doubts and stories and and things that just got in the way. And so I help, I help them to get out of their own way so that they can make their dream come true. 
And uh, I absolutely love it. You know, they meet with me and I'm an attorney by profession and I use my attorney skills to draw their story out of them. And I ask them questions. And, you know, just like when I was in court, I can hear the next question that needs to be asked um, to create the entire story. And um, Ollie, this is friendly and nice <laughs> and fun. <laughs> right, right. Why, why do you think... I mean, why is it that we all have this kind of like, well, we don't all, but a lot of people do, and, and myself included, feel like we have like a, a book or books, multiple mm -hmm. books within us, uh, a story to tell. Why do you feel like just uh, that's part of a lot of people's human nature is to want to have like, so there's something in us that we need to get out and onto to paper. I believe it's because we are created to be creators, mm. you know, and that is part of creation, sharing who we are, sharing what we've learned. And also, like I said, in my book, The One Law, we're all connected. We're all one. So we're this energetic force and we're always looking to expand each other and to help each other and to build each other up. And I believe that part of that desire to create your book, to bring you, is part of that desire to share your story, to live on forever, you know, create that legacy, that connection with other human beings. You say, hey, I did this, you can too. Or I went through this, so you don't have to. Or, hey, this is a distinction that I learned and now you can do even better. Mm -hmm. You know, most of us really are champions for one another. That's what I believe. And I think that desire is, our highest self mm -hmm. calling to the highest self in everyone else. Mm. I love that. I, I guess the, the thought goes to just because I, I think the, I forget the actual statistics, but I feel like so few people, a lot of people probably start a book, but very few people mm -hmm. actually finish it and get it published, which is why, you know, <laughs> coaches support like you are so instrumental in helping people actually get through the whole process because it can be very overwhelming but what do you feel like are the like the most common pitfalls or you know roadblocks that people run into in yeah. trying to get their book out of themselves well one of the things is i with my first book that i published i went through all of the pitfalls i went through all of the pain and the anguish and this is why i understand it so intimately you know, it took me, you know, on year five, I was still rewriting year seven, I was rewriting again, year 10, I'm like, Oh, God, this is such a pain. This is never going away. I'm just going to publish it as it is, whatever it's I'm sick of this thing. And it was this heavy burden that was always weighing on me. And I'm like, you know what? Sharing wisdom should be a light, loving, fun experience. You know, we're doing something good for the world. It shouldn't feel like that. It was, it was contradictory. Um, and then once I finished the manuscript, I went with a traditional publisher and they took most of my royalties. And I'm like, wait, I did a decade of work and you're taking all of my money. And now, and then, and then they didn't help me uh, marketing with, you know, marketing the book. And they said, Oh, you want us to market it? You're going to have to pay us. Uh, what you want more money for me to pay for you to market the book that I, that you're already getting. And, and it, it, and it was just insult after insult. And I tried marketing it myself and, and running my business at the same time. And, and I'm just like, cause I had a different business and, 
you know, it was, uh, like I said, it was a heavy, painful burden. And then the whole time I didn't have me in my ear telling me that it's okay and what to do and not to do. And so I hear all those voices in my head saying, who's going to want this? Is it good enough? Are you really sure? Uh, how are you showing up as the expert? You don't have it all figured out. Who do you think you are? You know, and all of these voices of doubt and insecurities were going through my head, which also makes the, the process that much longer, you know, because we pull back and we hold back and we shrink up and we're afraid to stand up and be our authentic self. And, you know, fortunately, we have amazing people like Tony who have <laughs> coached us and trained us to be amazing coaches and help people to step outside of themselves and um, to get their true nature to, into their true nature and get things done. And um, with my third book, I had such a different experience. It was fun and it was light and it was easy and it was beautiful. And I had this amazing team that I brought around me um, to handle the marketing, to handle the publishing, to handle this, to handle that, all of the things that in their areas of expertise. And I brought them all together. And I was like, this is the experience that becoming an author should be for everyone. That's what I believe. This is the experience that um should happen and so i put on my weird attorney brain and thought okay how can i duplicate this experience systematically so that i can bring new authors into the world and so i work with professionals and successful busy um entrepreneurs who have i mean you guys are amazing You've gone through so much. You've stepped out of your comfort zone again and again and again. You know, life has knocked you down and you've gotten back up. And you definitely have stories to tell that are worth telling. Yeah. And so I help people to do that. Well, when you say that uh, most of the people that you work with never write a word, mm -hmm. exp explain that a little bit. Yeah, like I said, I'm an attorney by profession. And so uh, one of the excuses, one of the uh, barriers, I should say, that keep people from becoming authors is actual writing. Either they don't have time to sit for a decade and write a book and be held up on a, on a hill in a cabin with an old-fashioned typewriter or whatever, <laughs> you know, and a <laughs> to, to write their, and, yeah. yeah brandy in one hand and a, yeah. you know <laughs> you know and nobody nobody wants to do that nobody has time for that yeah. and or they are insecure about their own writing skills you know um it's it's a craft it's a skill set and uh, they and they may not have confidence in how it's developed or sharing that with the world. Um, and so what I do is just like you and I are talking here, um, my clients meet with me eight to 10 times for an hour and just have a conversation. And I walk them through their story. I ask them questions. I bring it out of them and I capture all of that in their authentic words, in their authentic voice. And I create their manuscript for them based on that. And then once their manuscript is approved, I bring my team around them and we create their book and we get it marketed and we put it out into the world. And, and we do so many things, all of the stuff that has to be done that seems overwhelming and too much, we handle it all for them. Absolutely. So they go from beginning uh, of, I have an inkling of an idea 
I might know something. They, so they go from one day, I might publish a book to it's done. Mm. And I they do it in a matter of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing. And what I love about that too, is that there's such a different, um, well, before I even say that, I would say so many people that I communicate with, they're always like, oh gosh, I, I like how you use voice notes. I just, I'm more likely to speak actually, you know, record a message just so they can hear the inflection of my voice. And they don't, there's, there's so much that can be lost a lot of times in text, even when I'm, that I don't like even doing text messages. And it makes more sense to me too, that when, when I sat down to write my book and I start, I get in my head about trying to make the right phrases of words, you know, and and sentence Mm -hmm. structure and grammar, I start losing myself. It's just so frustrating that it just makes so much more sense to have a conversation with you, record it, and then you do Mm -hmm. your magic to bring it to life on paper, right? Yes, yes. And, and, And one of the great things about that is just like you said, tone tonality is so important and so not only am i'm not just you know transcribing i'm listening for what was meant the the emotion behind it what was said what um you know and how that would relay to um the reader one of my clients he he put it so beautifully he said you're a conduit Mm -hmm. he said you know um something static, like just something on paper, the words on paper are often dead and there seems to be nothing there, but because it's coming through you, you're a conduit and you can actually take the energy that we're giving you and translate that energy onto the paper with those words. Mm. And so that is, uh, and so when the reader gets that story, that message, they can still feel that energy. Yeah, I can, I can sense how that just makes, I mean, it's, it's the difference in the same thing with like music, you know, you can yes. hear music that is uninspired and maybe even the words are mm-hmm. like, okay, this should be, a, I should feel this artist more than, yes. you know, and there's a disconnect between what's being conveyed through a voice versus the words. And I feel like that's just, this is kind of a very similar process with, with writing a book, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. When you were saying that, I had a, a, a memory of being in New York City, sitting in those little clubs with no sign on the wall, listening to these amazing jazz artists playing and singing their music. And, and there's something that that energy that's just reverberating through the room and through every person. And you're like, oh, wow. And and then even seeing them, how intimately they're connected with their instruments and, mm. and playing and just in that moment, in that zone. Mm. And what we do when we're speaking, when we're sharing our stories orally, we get to tap into that energy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and again, that seems like such a more fluid, uh, natural process and being able to actually tell stories because we can all tell our story um, mm-hmm. than it is to sit down and try to get it out on paper and even just sometimes the mechanics of you know typing for some people might just yeah. be too laborious to and not fast enough to actually get you know the, the yes. emotion out so yeah. that's awesome well I want to I want to jump in a little bit more to you know let those that are listening get to know you a little bit more tell Thanks. tell the listeners a little bit more about your book uh well you have several but the the one law for mm-hmm. amazing abundance in every area of your life Tell a little bit more about where, you know, the, where that all kind of, kind of came from and about the, the triple devastation that you experienced in your life. Like, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Tell, tell a little bit more of your story. 
Yeah. Oh, different questions. All right. Well, uh, let's start with the easy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one law that actually came to me uh, almost through like it was like a spiritual download, I guess is the only way I could describe it. I was woken up out of my sleep at like three, four or five in the morning over and over with just words pouring through me. And all I could, I just started writing and writing and writing, trying to capture it. And I would just keep writing until it stopped. And this went on for, I don't know how long, days, a couple of weeks. And when that finally stopped, I read through what I wrote and I went, I'm not publishing that. <laughs> and again, that those voices in your head and stepping back into ego and, oh, no, people are going to think I'm crazy. People, what are they going to say? And uh, this makes no sense to, to me. I don't know what's, you know, and all of these voices and thoughts. And in two years, I showed it to one person and she said, you have to publish this. You have to share this. And I was like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> and I hid it away on my computer for about two years. And at the time, during that time, I was working as an attorney. And uh, I knew that it was not what I was supposed to be doing anymore. It, I was getting physically ill because I was ignoring the, the calling within me. I was ignoring the uh, emotional and mental uh, toll that it was taking on me. And I was just trying to do what, you know, society tells you to do, what you, we've all grown up, just do your job, keep your head down, get your paycheck, go home. Jobs are supposed to be painful and not supposed to be fun and all of those lies, you know, and and so five years, I, I felt this way, and that's in the last job. So um, finally, one day, you know, like Tony says, it takes a heartbeat to get to that moment of decision. And I was at work, and something happened, and I said, hmm, done. And I got up from my desk, and I walked across the street, and I went to the personnel office, and I, was, I just started crying from just relief. And I'm like, I'm done. And um, it took a couple of a couple of months to get out of that system and, and you know leave yeah. properly, but that moment of decision started a whole new journey. A few days after I said I'm done, I heard a small still voice say, "It's time, it's time." Mm. And I knew it was talking about that book, and that's when I said, "Okay." And I was no longer in ego. I was no longer in my head. I had no more resistance, and I said, "Okay, I'll publish the book." And everything that I needed, all of the resources, all of the people just started to appear. And it, like I said, it was fun and it was easy and it was fluid. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and so this is, and a lot of those uh, amazing people are still people that I work with to, to help my clients. Well, and I feel like too, there's probably so much, I mean, this is the, the 30,000 foot view of this, but there's probably so much of the work you're doing, interpersonal work, I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, that allowed, uh, allowed you to kind of tap into, you know, spiritually, whatever, that, that where things flowed from you versus coming from ego and where there's resistance, it takes a decade, there's so much struggle there right you're probably working yeah. on yourself so much that it allowed you to kind of open up and be kind of an open conduit to hearing yes. you know you're done yeah. with this finish this let's go with this right you were yes open absolutely everything. absolutely you know and we all have that kings every single one of you has that within you you know it's um i i started 
uh, yeah, it's like you said, decades of work, but um, of course I started working with Tony Robbins in 2010. So it's been a long time of a lot of introspective work and, and showing up again and again and again for myself and learning to let go of old beliefs and, and old identities and, and, and examining and re-examining and learning and growing and opening up uh, spiritually and opening up my emotions and, 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 um, and stepping out of judgment of myself, stepping out of judgment of others and learning to really uh, live in a different space. Um, that, you know, that connection with in your highest self uh, while still existing and <laughs> communicating and, and being with everyone on earth, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, a, it's a combination and, and work. And I've, I've gotten to learn from so many amazing people. I've gotten to work with Joseph McClendon and, and, and had the privilege of actually being coached by him and learning from him. And, and uh, Luke Wren, one of my dear friends, mentors, coaches that I've worked with for a couple of years and still am. And, um, and like I said, I think learning about ourselves, uncovering who we are is a constant journey. I believe it's a never ending discovery of amazingness. <laughs> and and we're, we're human and we're gonna have experiences and things that push up against us, things that we don't like, things that are unpleasant. And as we experience these things, you know, what, what meaning are we giving to these experiences? What, it's, what is that making of us? It's not about the experiences, about who we're becoming in the process. Mm -hmm. And that becoming is part of what comes out in our stories. Mm. Well, and what I hear you saying too, is it, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, a relationship with writing a book is very much like a relationship with, you know, a significant other where it's yes. going to almost trigger all the things that you'd have to, you have to work your way through. Otherwise the book will never get done, but also yes. like how, you know, how you show up with your, in your relationship with your book is how you're going to show up in your relationship with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many of my clients tell me it's so therapeutic when we meet and, uh, and they, they, several people, when, when it gets to the end of the working relationship where their book is published, it's out in the world, you know, they're best-selling author and, and they're excited and they're happy. And there's a tinge of sadness always, which is really, I, I really appreciate that. They're like, I can't believe this is done. First of all, thank you. But then they say, we don't get to talk anymore every week like we did. And, and I actually have one client right now. I think she's prolonging it just a little bit <laughs> because of that. And she's, I was like, you know, you're, you're about done. Oh, no, no, we have a few more weeks to get there. <laughs> and I, I see what it is. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> it just shows there's a lot of value to obviously what you're offering, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Well, but I feel like too, there's, I, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, assuming, but uh, we're putting this out there. I, I, I can imagine that there's a guy that's listening to this and he's mm -hmm. thinking, first of all, like, even though he feels like, man, this, this conversation is resonating. There's something inside him, a story that he wants to tell, but there's mm -hmm. a, who am I to write a book? Maybe I'm just a, you know, investment banker, or, you yes. know, I'm just someone who, who would never 
like what's the purpose of even writing a book because it doesn't fit in line with his box mm -hmm. of, a, of a lifestyle right mm -hmm. and yet um i think it's kind of cool to think about you know future generations you know i have a yes. book that my dad wrote when he was my age you know oh what a blessing oh my cool. yeah. that is yeah. amazing yeah. yeah so that's i think it's just pretty fun to think about that but uh but i gotta imagine like i said there's there's guys who are they, they can already feel this twinge of resistance or yes. fear you know again how if you were to have a 30-minute call with someone like this how would you begin to get them off the the ledge if you will and start to just like let go of that ego or that fear or whatever's resistance coming up in them yeah uh, well um first we all have that and that is uh, part of the human experience when we are stepping into something new uh, and there's uncertainty. Uh, it's natural to feel that inner resistance, our mind wants to, quote, protect us, pull us back. You know, but when we step beyond that and we see that this desire is there for a reason, you know, because it, it wants to materialize, it wants to become real. And when we step out of what will people think of me or what will I, what do I think people will think of me? Because <laughs> most people are not thinking any of the things that we think they're thinking of us. And, um, especially, and uh, especially those that are waiting for our message. You know, they are there hoping and waiting and we step out of ourselves and out of our own beliefs and thoughts and into, I, I'm going to change somebody's life. I mean, think about it. Johnny, how many books have you picked up at different points in your life where there was something in there that changed how you thought, how you felt, changed the trajectory of where your life was going? Have you experienced that? Oh, all the time. And, and, and interesting enough, like there are also those type of people who are like, I, you know, I get something that resonates and I start changing my life because of it. And then I have people like, oh, did you just read a book and now you're going to change your life? I'm like, hell yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. like financial planners and stuff like that, they're like, where did this come from? A book that you wrote or read? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> Those happen a lot, you know, but it's, yes. I think that's the, the, the path that I'm on. And I think people that listen to this podcast are, are on that trajectory of constant never ending improvement. It's like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's growth is like breathing to them, you know, yes. and to not write their book and not mm -hmm. share their story and not use their voice. Because a lot of times I feel like guys are taught and women too, let's be honest, you know, mm -hmm. if not even more so women, but guys mm -hmm. are taught to not really express, you know, yeah. uh, or, or connect with that deeper story right? And just yes. to keep a surface layer. Let's just talk about sports or business, work, making money, yeah. women, whatever the case might be. But then there's, there's a lot more, let's say pain and happiness and sorrow and joy, yes. like to, to tap into. And that's kind of really yes. where the, the fulfillment is. I feel like, you know, the humanity, the yeah. humanity. Yes. You know, and, and men, you are, like I said, you're incredible. You have so many experiences of things that you've done, um, all of the things that you've felt and never said. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the life-changing things. Those are the things that your children need to hear. 
that your partners need to hear, that your your parents and 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 nieces and nephews and friends and friends' children and you know these are the lives that you're impacting and touching either positively by stepping out and sharing that story and that message or negatively mm-hmm. by holding it in mm-hmm. and letting it die. Mm-hmm. And Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, please. Well, I was just going to say, I know at least for me, a big part of the, the process of evolving that I've really stepped into since Tony Robbins, my first Tony Robbins event in 2009 was mm-hmm. just starting to vocalize the pain, you know, my, my, I hated my dad for so many years of my life, you know, and to mm-hmm. be able to, in, in an hour and a half time, vocalize, you know, get all that stuff out, man, yes. did that very quickly change my relationship with him, you know, and yeah. then all that anger, all that disappointment, all that repressed emotion, getting that stuff out in the last several years, that has helped me evolve as well as a man, you know, I think there's a big part of that, that, that would come as a result of this kind of like, Yes. Part writing a book, part therapy, right? Like you're yes. saying, it's like just talk therapy, like getting like this stuff out. And for the first time, actually vocalizing those stories that we have in our head, you know, yes. there's, there's yeah. a, a lot of healing power to that, you know, there really is. And, you know, when we, and then what I've learned through this process is while we have our unique stories and our unique lessons and ahas, there is no, there is nothing that is unique to the human experience. You know, uh, the pains and the anguish and the trials that you've experienced, others have too. Uh, recently, I, author, I put together a book for 16 authors. It was a compilation book, 16 women from around the world wow. sharing how they uh, went through whatever situation they went through to become business owners, entrepreneurs, and level up and change their lives. And they shared such amazingly intimate stories. And what I saw was that there were so many commonalities in all of the stories, but these were women from around the entire world with different cultures, different ages, different races, different upbringings, different religions. Yet, the stories were just mirroring one another in so many ways. And so, you know, when you're looking at your story and what you've gone through, look at the fact that that is a commonality for us all as human beings. And you're not alone. You're not a freak. (laughs) It's not weird or strange. There's nothing taboo about any of it. And then when you step into the fact that you have become who you've become Mm. either because of, or despite that, Mm. that's incredible. Yeah. And that is so powerful. And that's what fascinates me. This is why I love what I do. Mm. I am absolutely in awe in fascination in just, I bow down to the King queen within you people, because like to step into what you've created and what you're doing with your life is just amazing. It's inspiring because I do feel like um, I was having this conversation with a buddy over dinner last night, even he's like, I feel like, you know, there's just so, so many different people. We're so different. We come from different backgrounds. We're different races. We're different countries, different cultures. And I'm like, I disagree yes we have different interests and like i feel like 
is the exact opposite. We're so much more alike than we are different. You yes. Know? Um, and, and even like this time last year when I, you know, I had, had a bunch of my black friends on my show because we were talking about George Floyd and, and all the things that were going on with racial justice. And like, I, I haven't gone through anything that they've been through, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yet at the same time, there's a commonality of just empathizing, understanding pain and, yes. you know, uh, prejudice and judgment and, and shame and, Yes. All the stuff that uh, that I almost do to myself, I can I can empathize because I'm so hard on myself, you know, and I mm-hmm. judge myself. I judge other people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm angry and all this stuff. That I feel like that was it's so important to to connect with people's stories because if you look at it with like Tony Robbins, you go to a Tony Robbins event, he has an intervention with one person, but yes. all of us, five thousand people, are seeing ourselves in that one person. Yes, that person might be Indian growing up mm-hmm. in India or Pakistan, whatever. We're, yeah. we're so much, I think, so much more alike than we are different. And that's why it's so important to, to share a story because it mm-hmm. inspires other people to be like, oh, I'm not alone. Right? Yes, you would absolutely. Absolutely. One of my clients, uh, Peter, he actually has a line that he talks about that in his upcoming book. And he talks about the fact that biologically, um, we are... Was it 97% identical? Mm. Every single one of us, male, female, old, young, whatever, 97% identical in every single way. <laughs> so these differences that we're focusing on, the numbers are, I think those numbers are right, are we're focusing on 3% mm. to make ourselves feel special, to make our feel ourselves feel better than somebody else, to make ourselves say, you know, I'm I'm not them. And you're like, really, why would you focus on? something as minute as 3%. If you look at the 97%, we're, we're, we're one. We are, you know, we're biologically the same. Yeah. And when you look at that, you're like, oh, well, I'm you and you're me. So, <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's, let's, yeah. let's build something beautiful together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think about it too, in terms of uh, an intimate relationship, if you focus only on the 3% of differences, uh, it, that can kind of be a, a cancer to the 97% of yes. the commonalities and the love that are there. Right. And it's no different yeah. in a platonic relationship, you know, mm-hmm. than it is with an intimate relationship. And I do feel like so many times we are judging other people or we're judging ourselves that like, yes. why, why would I put a book out there? Because no one's going to be late <laughs> or I'm so embarrassed or I'm ashamed when so many people yeah. I feel like vulnerability begets vulnerability, you know, and people mm-hmm. are like, Oh my God, and there's actually a strength in that there is such a powerful strength in being vulnerable and being open and being real Mm -hmm. you know and there's something that happens when we step out of inauthenticity into being authentically us there is a level of power that i just can't even describe you know, all of those uncertainties that plague us at night when we're alone, when we're about to close our eyes and our heads are hitting the pillow, all of those self-doubts and uncertainties, they disappear when we're authentically ourselves. They, they, they'll come back because we're still human, but then we can speak back to them. I'm like, thank you, but this is the truth of who I am. I know who I am. This is my story. No shame, no worries, no issues. This is what I've been able to do anyway mm-hmm. this is because of that story this is who i am mm-hmm. yeah 
what I love about the process of, of what we're talking about and writing a book and sharing your story and in whatever form is that mm-hmm. it, it works, you know, in direct contrast to the lie. I believe yes. it's a lie that we're not enough, you know, yes. that we don't have it in us to, to inspire others or, you know, who cares about our, our story, you know? And I think mm-hmm. there's, again, like I said, there's actually such a healing process. I can, exp- I can speak from my own experience of like struggling this past year and getting my book out and really going through some shitty stuff that mm-hmm. really needed to come to the surface after 40 plus years of my life, you know, that really mm-hmm. helped me grow. But if I hadn't have taken on that risk of writing a book, you know, yeah. and, I, and I took the pressure off myself. I was like, you know what, even if I, it's not that I, I knew I was going to publish it because I think I needed to see it through, you know, completion, but I'm like, if mm-hmm. no one even writes it, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. this is really about, like you said, 20, 30 minutes ago, it's really about the, the man I'm going to become through the process. And this yes. is really, really tough, but I'm willing to, to take the risk yes. in stepping into it. I think every single person, you know, especially for their first book is going to feel very similar well, the, the, the wonderful thing is um, when they're working with me, they don't have to feel that way mm. because they're not going it alone. You know, when we're going at things alone, we're trying to do things ourselves. We, we hear all those voices of doubt. We get uh, stuck. Yeah. And yeah. that's why a lot of people, a decade has passed and they still haven't done it. But I, I was describing <laughs> this to my one of my clients. Uh, we were about to publish. It was already everything was uh, was said. She said, "You know, wait, 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 wait. Maybe we should, you know, pause a couple of weeks and 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 look at it again and think about this." And and I said, uh, "Let me ask you something. When you you go on to a uh, you're you're at an amusement park, right? And you're standing in line to get on the ride." you have the option to get off the line and not get on the ride, right? She's like, yes. And I said, and when you step up and you sit in the ride, you, you have the option to say, wait, 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 hold on. I, I want to get off, right? And, and it's embarrassing, but you can climb back down through the crowd and leave, right? Yeah. I said, when they pull the, the harness down over you and they flip that switch, do you have an option to get off that ride? Oh, you're committed. <laughs> and she said, well, no. I said, what if you're scared? Do you have an option to get off that ride? She's like, no. What if you vomit? Do you, will they stop that ride? No. What if it comes out the other end? Will they stop that <laughs> ride? <laughs> no. Yeah. You're going on that roller coaster, right? She's like, yeah. yeah. I said, so at that point, what is your only choice? And she said, to enjoy the ride. Uh-huh. I said, welcome to the roller coaster. <laughs> She was like, okay. (laughs) I said, so breathe. This is a beautiful, joyous experience. This is something that you've always wanted to do and you're stepping into it. You've done it. This is a wonderful thing. And she, and she's like, okay, go. And so the difference between trying to do it yourself and working with me and my team is that it takes that pressure off of you of trying to fight your way through those voices and those doubts and, and all of the technicalities of how to do it. You don't even have to worry about how to do it. You know, in the, before the first meeting, my clients, I was like, well, what do I need to do to prepare? Nothing. Show up. Mm. Just, they're like, really? Just show up. <laughs> yeah. uh, it makes it so easy. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool to think about. Again, it, it would be natural to feel those things. And yet you don't have to, you, yeah. you can certainly, there's a different 
uh, a different way. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, that's what I learned between my first book and my and my last book, you know, and so I bring that lightness and that joy and that fun energy and that ease of, of becoming an author and sharing your message with the world and using your book to up level in your business, up level your credibility, to leave your legacy out into the world, to finally satisfy that inner desire in you to become an author and share your message. Mm-hmm. And see, this is why that's precisely why I thought it'd be so relevant to have you on is because the whole concept for me of becoming kings and queens, let's just be Mm -hmm. honest, is us becoming our best versions of ourselves, which quite frankly, never ends. There you go. I love that. As she holds up a crown, Um, that that journey never ends. And I believe that journey continues long, you know, beyond this human experience. And yet, it takes courage to, to show up every single day, just like going into the gym, just like yes. keeping your marriage going. It's like yes. being the best version of yourself. You have to keep becoming more and more of a, uh, a dominant force in creating the kingdoms of, of your life, not, yeah. you know, controlling other people, but just being able to control yourself. Right. Yes. So um, given that I, I, I did think of one question I want to ask you, and that's just more of a personal question, like, but who, who inspires you in your life and, and in the work that you do? I am so inspired every day by every single person I come in contact with. Mm. Uh, like I said, when I see people getting up again and again, rising from the ashes, um, becoming, becoming again and again, I've done it myself in my own life and, uh, and I know what it takes and it's not easy. And when I see that, um, that, that spirit and, and, you know, I hear some of the, the greats like Oprah Winfrey, she's, her life is so inspiring to me, you know, getting to, uh, become what she's become from where she came from is just amazing to me. And I, I, I look at her every day as a, as a, uh, almost like a, 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 godmother beacon kind of you know like she did this i can do this too and when those voices of doubt creep in i i I hear her story again the story is so powerful it helps other people to go into action she shared stories parts of her life that most people hide away forever and she shared it with the world openly and and uh and that power that she owns that authenticity helped her to create and become the woman that she became. And so I look at that as I encounter my own uh, voices of doubt and insecurities and my humanness. I'm like, you know what, she can do that. And then I look at people like, like one of our, you know, amazing mentors and coaches, Tony, and like I said, his story and everything he's gone through. And he shares that openly and authentically, you know, there's this seven foot massive dude talking about my mommy poured soap down my throat, you know, it's like, (laughs) and, 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 you know, that level of honesty and vulnerability is wow. And that, that's what gives other people the ability to raise their hand and say, me too, Can I, I, I want to up-level and change my life and move through this story and create my power story, create my kingdom, create my queendom, you know, and stepping into that. Uh, I'm inspired by all of the authors that I'm helping to bring out into the world. Like 
just, I'm, you know, if you can make an attorney speechless, you know, you've done something really amazing. <laughs> I'm truly speechless when I see how they uh, suddenly are sharing something that I didn't expect. And I go, because of this, this is who I am. And I'm like, that is awesome. I'm inspired by you, Johnny, wow. stepping up and creating, you know, uh, this amazing platform for all of these wonderful kings to come together and step into their own stories and their own authenticity and, and to really level up their life. This is a beautiful community that you've created. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I feel like I, uh, Oprah is one of my, and Tony, uh, amongst many others, one of my, you know, especially getting into entrepreneurship, there was, there was years there, honestly, where I was so um, in my own way, but then I'd, I'd pop on a masterclass with her and Jay-Z or her and, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson or whomever. Right. And yes. Just to uh, then to learn more about her story of being raped and getting pregnant and just yeah. at, at such a young age and see where she went from, you know, to where yes. she is today. It's, it is so inspiring. But because I heard stories of vulnerability and, and like a lack of shame, you know, and then to see like, oh, they're okay. They didn't die. People didn't like jump on them and push them down yeah. because of those stories yeah. people jump. actually pull you up and be yeah. like champion you and support you and cheer yeah. with you yeah 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 I, it's I the opposite of what that voice is telling us exactly and that's my point it's like i i think that's the the importance of doing this type of work you know writing a book sharing your story is as scary as it is it it as, as much as i've experienced it it creates the exact opposite result from what we're fearing we're fearing yeah. like oh my gosh you you're such an idiot i can't believe you went through that you know you should be ashamed instead people are like no i totally get you i go through the same thing i struggled with that same thing too or like my heart goes out to you that like vulnerability like i said begets vulnerability right yeah. and so i think yeah. that's the the beautiful part of this process that we're talking about yeah and they're not feeling sorry for you they're they're in awe they're amazed they're so proud and and they're they're aspiring to have the courage that you displayed that you've shown mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you've actually elevated into a a hope into something that that tells them this is possible what and just kind of wrapping things up what is just talking about your lineage and your parents and your grandparents. I'm, I'm asking this question blind because I don't know that side <laughs> of your story, but what, what quality have you taken from previous generations that you really honor in them that you honor yourself and that you're honoring in your, your daughters and then your, your My family. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is a great question. I could tell that was a spirit-like question. Uh, my grandfather, he passed away last year and he was 98 years old. And he had a second grade education. Wow. Yet he owned one of the first black farms in New York. He owned a trucking company. He was a preacher uh, who preached in uh, um, a reverend who preached in two churches. Um, he raised uh, almost a dozen children with my grandmother. Wow. Um, 
and and he was in the army at a time when it was segregated and difficult and painful and he was actually here in germany at a not so pleasant time fighting for the freedom of people around the world here in, and here being here in germany fighting for a freedom that he didn't get in his own country but yet putting his life on the line to help other people get that freedom. Mm -hmm. And so that is that lineage is just like amazing to me. I, I and I still remember I would when I I was also in the military, I was in the army and I was in the Air Force. I was enlisted and I was an officer. <laughs> and I was standing in my grandfather's kitchen one day and he looked at me, he said, You're in the army. I said, Yes, sir. He said, and you're an officer. Yes, sir. And you're a JAG officer. Yes, sir. And he said, wow. And the pride in his eyes, uh, it brings tears to my eyes to this day. I'll never forget because when he went through, that wasn't even a possibility. Mm -hmm. But because he was willing to step through mm -hmm. his stories of any kind of limiting beliefs of I only have a second grade education. I'm a black man in, in segregated America. I, I have all of these mouths to feed, all of these stories and limitations he stepped through and just did whatever had to be done. Mm -hmm. Because he did that, I was able to become a JAG officer in the military. Without him and people like him creating their story, stepping through those, those doubts, I wouldn't exist. Mm. You know? And, you know, just like you shared about your dad, I had all of these apprehensions about my father as well. Mm. You know, he was not a nice man for, in a lot of ways. And yet, um, you know, once I stepped out of that story of he did this and didn't do that um, and looked at who he was, a human being, a soul that was doing the best he could with what he knew. You know, he grew up in Trinidad and Tobago where my father's family is from and, and was sent to America with his siblings at like 17 years old. Crazy. And, and make a life, go figure it out. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then suddenly to find himself you know, um, he was only 20 years older than me. So at 20 years old, to find himself a father and to stay and to be a father and stand up in that, in that and, and, and do what was hard, even though he had no role model and no way of understanding what to do, he did the best he could. And all of the qualities that I thought I hated in my father are the best qualities in me. Because what I learned um, is that uh, traits, characteristics are not positive or negative. They're just characteristics. It's how we use them. And so my father had a wonderful gift for words and storytelling and writing. And he used a lot of that. He wanted to. I, I saw him writing and trying to write his memoirs and his book and share his stories and write screenplays. And he never could get out of, you know, figure it out how. And it never went anywhere. And I know that was frustrating for him. And he used a lot of those same skills to manipulate and to tell uh, and to trick people. And, and I thought, oh, that's terrible. That's, I don't ever want to be like that. 
but I use those same exact skills to help people to elevate, to get out of their own way, to see what's possible, to have hope in their life. It's the same skill. You know, it's like um, they say uh, with electricity, you know, you can use electricity to cook a man's breakfast or to cook the man. <laughs> it's just electricity. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's um, my family, uh, past, present, uh, next generation. I look at every single one of them and I am who I am because of all of them. Uh, all of my aunts and my uncles and my cousins, they're all over the world. <laughs> and, um, and I'm very grateful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, uh, I could do a whole nother hour long <laughs> podcast just going off of that, you know? And I just think, uh, I was thinking that exactly. And you said, it. it's like your grandfather paved the road for, for you in many ways, yes. and you're paving the road for your daughters and your grandson and the the family that keeps blossoming from there you know but i i feel like again it's it just goes back to um the importance of like so much of who we are and the cultures we live are as a result of stories that have been passed down through generations you know yeah and it's kind of like our making our mark that we are it's our legacy like we were here because our story is being told right yeah, like the like the Egyptians in the in the pyramids making yeah. hieroglyphic markings, or the the cavemen were marking, you know, drawing the buffalo in the side of the cave. Yeah. These are yeah. stories. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you know what's also interesting is that I didn't. Uh, we're talking about men, and men have a lot of and women too, but men have a lot of issues a lot of times with their own fathers. Mm-hmm. I had my I created a story about my dad that was so untrue. It wasn't until he finally came out of the closet. And told mm-hmm. me his story and how he struggled with his own sexuality and his own personal mm-hmm. demons that I was like, oh my gosh, I allowed him to rewrite the story that I had falsely written about him. And wow. that allowed healing. Yeah. Now, like we talk on a daily basis, you know, he's like, I love best that. friends. Yeah. And that to me has allowed me to then become such a better version of myself because I didn't yeah. spend so much bandwidth and mental you know, heartache, hating on my dad, you know, <laughs> or my mom or, you know, so, so there is, I think I want guys to, and, and women, whoever's listening to this, to, to realize that we're not just talking about writing a, a, a book, right. we're talking about telling a story, which yes. has a ripple effect into the ethos, let's say, yes. right. And it's healing, it's inspiring. It's, you have no idea and just dropping one little pebble into, into the water, what type of ripple effect it has on future generations or on each other, you know? Yes. Which is why it's so much like, if you're bored with your life, if you're not happy with where you're at, right? If you've got a lot of anger, like this could be an amazing process for you yes. to, to jump in with you and, and start working on just getting some of this stuff out, right? Yes. And even if you have no anger and you solved it all and you're wonderful and amazing, <laughs> how amazing would that be to share that with the world too? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's fewer of those people than there are people who are angry right now. You know? so we need yeah. to learn from that example too. So I've learned that we, most of us have a bit of, of both sides and, and, and that totality is what makes a story worth sharing, a story yes. worth telling. Yes. Well, and I think becoming queens, becoming kings is about letting go of that anger, being in a place where you can, I mean, if we think about 
so much of, of human history has been, you know, shaped by, let's be honest, really, really hurt wounded men or boys yeah. who've learned, who've grown up into men. Right. Yes. And it's also been shaped by amazingly beautiful, loving mm-hmm. human beings, you know, yes. Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, <laughs> Nelson Mandela, like we could just, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on of all of yeah. those men came from a place of love and the mm-hmm. lack of ego, you know, yeah. Through so, all of their hurts. Through all their hurts, 100%. But they've done the work, right? Yeah. So I think that's why it's like you, you can choose to be uh, a, a warning to others of what not to become, you know, <laughs> yes. which that we've had plenty of those men, or mm-hmm. you can be an example of what's possible. And I think that that's, this is a big step towards healing is just starting to share your story because it is important, yeah. you know? It, it really is. And uh, I hear a question that's not being in in some people's minds that may be coming right now. Am I ready? Yes. Now is the time. Right now, where you are, with who you are, with what you've become, with what you've done, with what you've learned, now you are ready. There is nothing that you have to do to become, to be worthy of sharing your story. You are ready. Amen. Amen. Given that perfect segue into like, how, how would someone take action? How would they get, uh, at least start a conversation with you, start that ball rolling? Uh, um, easy, easy, easy. Just go to awaforlife.com. That's A-W-A for life.com. And just schedule a one-to-one with me and uh, cost you nothing but 15 30 minutes of your time and we can uh, tap in and explore your story and uh, show you what's possible. Love it. Love it. Uh, Awa for life. A-W-A-F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com. Is that right? Uh, The number four, F-O-R, F-O-U-R, they all will (laughs) go to the same place. Okay. Cool. Cool. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, we could keep talking, I think forever. Um, I love talking with you, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you for sharing your light and your love and, and for having the courage of letting go of, you know, where, where you were as a, as a lawyer, right. As an attorney and just kind of moving towards where your heart was really being called upon because that's obviously your process of writing your books and going through the mess of that has allowed you to help so many people waste less time going through that same process right so thank you for being here i really appreciate it thank you (laughs) all right you guys well thank you feel free to check out uh marja on awaforlife.com if you want to connect and just have a conversation have the courage to get out of your routine and uh, step into telling your story because I can tell you right now it's all about <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, all, about, all about becoming the, the king and queen of your life, right? And the big part of that is telling your story. So, thank you, Marja. Appreciate you so thank much. You. We'll catch up with you guys on the next episode of the Becoming Kings. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics 
that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.